Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Miss Nisi of Real Talk Ministry, and thank you for visiting and listening to my video podcast for September 2022, as God has instructed me to do an audio and a video podcast at least once a month. And I came very close to um, doing this video podcast today. I usually don't wait till the very last day of the month, late in the evening, to do a video podcast, but I thank the Lord for allowing me to do it. As you can see, I have some eye issues going on. This has been a very, very busy month, but I thank God for everything. And I thank you if you would like to subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're listening through my YouTube channel, please do so. I appreciate it. And also, uh, I just want to thank you for listening to my video and my audio and even my new Wake Up Christian. Um, I believe God has laid a lot of things on my heart that he wants me to share, and I just being used of him to do that. So let's get into this video podcast. Before we do, I would like to say a prayer. I am in my car, so if I happen to open my eyes a couple of times, it's just because I'm being mindful of my surroundings, but it's very beautiful out here today in Texas. So I decided to just have this video podcast today outside. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up. Thank you, Lord, for your covering and your protection. Lord God, we ask that you cover those in Florida, South Carolina, and everybody who's being affected by this hurricane. Lord God, for those who have to rebuild, give them the strength to rebuild. For those who need you and crying out to you right now, Lord God, please be the answer to their prayers. Lord God, we ask that you cover those still in, this country, in the um, country of Ukraine. Lord, that you cover these states that have um, very violent issues going on right now, even in the state of America, Lord God, we ask that the real cr true Christians begin to stand up and declare your ways and your words according to how they hear you are saying it, so we can be able to help those who are in need. I pray that everything that comes out of my mouth regarding this podcast of the topic that you have gave me to discuss be fruitful, that it multiplies, and that it helps those who are listening as it has helped me as I was learning the work, learning myself. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So let's go ahead and get into the topic, which is called His Last Breath. And I usually read, um, I call them word association, but uh, it's really just a little summary that I felt the Lord gave me to share. Sometimes I'll go and search the scriptures and he'll give me stuff to talk about in regards to the scripture. But then there's always a time like whenever i do the video podcast especially where he gives me words just to share that is being poured from my heart so if you see me looking down of course i'm looking at my computer with my notes for my discussion for today and for those who are not familiar with my video podcast my video podcasts are just topics of discussions kind of like a little bible study I am not the it all or all anything I share that I feel the Lord gave to me because you know sometimes we are very passionate when God gives us something but um, I'm not so passionate that I can't learn or if I make a mistake that it's like oh my god I can't believe she's on some podcast and she made a mistake no everybody has the opportunity to learn and sometimes mistakes are made because we were taught something or we see something one way other people's opinions and how they may see it may enhance the studying so if you ever have anything you want to share please feel free i'm not the type of person just be like the lord gave it to me and that's it if he did give it to me and that's it he will make that known but i just wanted to say that i usually try to get away from doing disclaimers but i think it's important that people know that 
a lot of people who are doing this podcast and stuff for the Lord, they're really doing it for the Lord. And they're not doing it in order to say, God gave me this. And so everyone else is beneath me. Um, I am a person who I feel if you have something you want to share that the Lord laid on your heart that in regards to whatever he gives me to teach, even if it's something for me to go look up and learn or, or reevaluate, I am happy to do that. So um, my word uh, association or my summary of my topic for today, his last breath is this. Usually when we talk about Christ's last breath it is often expressed during the time of resurrection, during Passover. But, this, but his last breath covered a multitude of sins. And it was more than the blood he shed and the cross he carried for us. His last breath gave us life. When you think of the things that can happen while you are breathing, you can look at it from many points of views. There's different ways you can look at it, but I'm only going to talk about two ways that we, as I always say human beings, <laughs> look at how we represent taking our last breath, what it kind of means to us, I feel. And one point of view would be through the lenses of living. People think living is doing things you've never done before. You're going across seas, living a life that brings excitement, memories, and joy, and to carry with you throughout the rest of your life. But you always remember this time because you lived life. You, you took the initiative to step out of your comfort zone and go to another country and experience things that you never experienced before. But another way of breathing is just to make it to another day. Whether it's struggling with life and all that comes with it, um, and not just financially. I know in the church, we are real big about struggles being because of lack of money. Um, struggles can also be a lack of faith. It could be a lack of hope. It could be because today was a very, very hard day. And I know I have to go back tomorrow and face this day again, the same way that I have faced it before. There's many ways to struggle in church without it being financial. But even if that is just how you are breathing right now, it's okay. God will be there for you. He got you. But I mean dealing with the world craziness. You know, every time we turn on the TV, every time we turn on our social media, something is always going on. And that's a struggle too. Just because I'm not experiencing hurt, the way I see it in the media doesn't, um, where it's impacting me because it's actually happening to me, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. As Christians, we want to help and save as many people as we can, but we want to do it the right way. But regardless of how we are living our life and how we're breathing right now, today I will be discussing his breath. And he gave us his last breath for us to live. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So I'm going to start off with Genesis 2 and 7. I will always read from the King James Version. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And Job 33 and 4 says, The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty God Almighty had given me life. I do want to say that sometimes when I do these Bible studies for myself, when the Lord says stuff like breathe in your nostrils, have you ever just thought about it seems like it brings out the deepness of what the most simplest things that we are experiencing every single day, how big it is. Uh, even as I was typing down my notes for this sermon. I was with my mouth closed, breathing through my nose. And it was like, duh, that's how we breathe. But it doesn't seem to even pop off, pop up, or seem like it's so normal to accept that as that pattern for us to be breathing or that pattern for us in our lives to survive. We know we had to breathe. 
But the fact that he breathed in our nostrils for us to have life, sometimes we take that for granted, that little simple thing, not the fact that we're breathing, we know we need to breathe, but we take the fact that we know that if I sit here with my mouth closed, I'm still grabbing in oxygen. Now, somebody hold my nose and it comes from my mouth, then yes, there's another form to breathe in and breathe out. But God gave us life through our nostrils. And it's just, and I know this may sound very small, but it amazes me like the simplest things that we don't take for granted. I'm not saying we do, but it's the simplest things that we just don't even think about because it's a part of our natural life. It's the very things keeping us alive. And when God did that, when he breath, uh, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and became a living soul, when he became a living soul, he became a part of Christ. The reason why we end up losing our breath is because we start losing sight of who God really is. If we stay focused on who he is and what he is doing for our lives, then we'll be able to maintain the strength and we'll be able to breathe in and breathe out through our anxiety moments, through our stress and our depressive moments, because we do have them. People have them. And when we start breathing in and breathing out the nostrils, the God gave us to make us a living soul, which I feel like that part of that living soul, and I could be corrected, is this Holy Spirit, and I'll get to that a little later. Then we'll be able to understand that this life that is being created and the life that I'm living and the life that I'm breathing that gives me the opportunity to go across these, that gives me the opportunity to live the life that Christ wants me to live, that gives me to be able to have the strength to go through these struggles that I face every single day. It gives me the opportunity to acknowledge that this is God. He did this. So I am breathing on his behalf. So I am a representation of him. God's creation of man through his nostrils. It makes me think about how important each function of the body is to our daily living. And I know you can breathe out of your mouth and I said that, but just the fact that we know that every integral part of us is a representation of Christ and that nothing was made on us or created without being something that is needed that God felt like we needed on this earth to survive. So I'm gonna continue to read and it says, we didn't have to wait until his resurrection to know how powerful breathing is to our lives. And I want to read this scripture because when I first read this scripture, it kind of threw me off a little bit. And sometimes I read things and I read things as a child or I read things just to be reading. And it seemed like maybe my eyes are just doing the uh, speed reading because this one really caught my attention. And it was Matthew 27, 50 and 53. And it says, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent 52 and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection 53rd verse and went into the holy city and appeared unto many that stunned me like it was like okay this wasn't a time of resurrection but what happened was after I prayed and read more scriptures and did research, I had to ask God, like, what was going on here? Because I know this wasn't the time of resurrection, and these people came to life and was walking the streets, and they were seeing people, and it was like, okay, uh, that baffled me a little bit. But the life he has gave you comes with great power and great responsibility. That is what he told me. 
And you can't do the job that he has designed for you if you don't let go of the things that is um, that he wants you to do for your life. He don't let go of the things that are holding you back so he can do the things that he need to do for your life. So you may have the ability to move forward to the things you are destined to be and do for Christ. But in Matthew, when Jesus gave up his last breath, it created lives that were dead. And once again, to become alive. If you are feeling like everything that you're doing is so is not prospering, if you feel like the things that you feel that you have put together to be successful, and I know I talk about success a lot because it's nothing wrong with being successful, but sometimes we come to a dead end or sometimes we begin to hit up against the wall because whenever we start doing things and we put God first and then we start recognizing that it's something that we think we can do and we start putting God behind, those things start to die because we start to lose focus on the fact that it's not our plans and our goals, it's his. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. So it's not like you're gonna miss out on anything because it doesn't come in the time frame that you want it. But the breath that he has given you, and even in this scripture where he spoke about how he went into, how he gave up the ghost <laughs> and his voice yielded a loud voice that made the earthquake and rocks rent and the graves open and it brought to life those who were in the grave just if his voice is that powerful just imagine the voice that he is telling you and leading you and how it can make it just as powerful to give you the desire of your heart the way he knows that will be satisfying to your heart because he doesn't want to do anything to cause you to go astray or to be or to feel like he's not there for you I know that was a little off subject, but I kind of felt like I needed to say that in the sense where sometimes people try so hard to make sure they get to the goal that they want in life. And then their goals become dead because eventually it becomes their goals in life and not the goals that Christ wants in life, wants you to have in life. And as being Christians, we believers that we can have and do anything we want if we put it in the name of Christ. But if you're not breathing the way he wants you to breathe and doing it the way he wants you to do it and having the responsibilities the way he wants you to have the responsibilities, you can have it perfect to the T and still won't be happy. But God is not a God who's trying to disappoint you. He just knows about you more than you know about yourself. And he just wanna put you in a place where you really truly can be happy and satisfied with the outcome of what it is that he, that you want and that he wants for your life. But going back to this uh, scripture, um, I want to read the cross-reference scripture of 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Notice how this to me proved... Well, let me finish the scripture because I, I got a little happy when I read this. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The voice he used to shout is the same breath he took to raise up the dead. So that to me, after reading and trying to figure out what that scripture really meant, reading 1 Thessalonians made me aware that just like with his voice, he made a shout and he was loud and uh, the people became a, was risen from the dead. That's exactly how it's going to be when he used his breath to raise us from the dead. Just like he gave us life with the, by breathing in our nostrils, he's going to give us life again when he raises from the dead. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I usually don't get emotional through uh, video podcasts, but that is a beautiful thing to know. Oh my gosh, uh, that's a first. And I'm not trying to be uh, vulnerable or anything like that. Um, but that's a beautiful thing to know. That the breath that he's given you to live today, and no matter what it is that you're struggling through, that he's given to you to live, it's going to be the same breath that you're breathing now, that he breathed into your nostrils. It's going to be the same breath that he's going to give you to rise you from the dead. And I say you're not even in the grave. This dead material, this dead body that is walking this earth right now, he's going to bring you back to life. And to be honest, if you feel like there are things dead, and I know I said this a couple of times, and like I said, I don't know why I kept saying that, but if you feel like something is dead in your life now, he can resurrect that too. I'm telling you, I know scriptures can be powerful and they could come to you any kind of way, but... For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead of Christ shall rise first. And that's where we want to be. We want to rise first in Christ. But we also want to acknowledge that we have to be in Christ in order to be risen with him. So my question is, how are you breathing today? How are you breathing? How, how are you honoring God with the air he has allowed you to breathe? Are you taking advantage of the air that you have in your breath and your body right now? When we get up in the morning, we sometimes take our breath for granted. Yes, we can get up and give God praise for letting us see another day. But until something happens, breathing is like clockwork. We know it's going to work for us and bring goodness to our bodies. When I first got diagnosed with blood clot, blood clots, I was 34 years old. Excuse me. That just really touched me. That scripture touched me. So I'm sorry. Um, when I first got diagnosed with blood clots, I was 34 years old. I was, remember, I used to send my daughter. There was a Walgreens right around the apartment. And I started a new job. And um, they was kind of rushing us to get the job to learn the training. And a lot of people dropped out. The training was too hard. There was one lady. We were just, like, praying together that we, you know, because we needed this job. And, um... I was going up the steps to my apartment and I would lose breath to the point where I would just lay on the bed and I couldn't move. I had to wait to regain my breath. And I thought, you know, I have these knots in my body because I'm stressing. So I'll send my daughters around the corner to Walgreens to get some, um, you know, the medicine for when you're trying to get knots out of your body to jail. I can't think of the name right now, but excuse me. I can't think of the name right now, but um, I used to have them rub this cream on me because I was like, I'm just really stressing and I can't even go up three flights of steps up the steps without losing breath and like literally be laid out. And so we had planned to go on this trip and the Lord really just canceled everything. Everything we planned fell through. And then that's when I decided, you know what, since I'm not doing anything, I'm just going to run to the doctor real quick. Let them figure out, like, why I'm stressing or whatever and go home. And lo and behold, I was at the hospital and they found blood clots in both of my lungs and both of my legs. And it was to the point where the nurse came in and was like, did they show you the blood clots? And I was like, no, they didn't show me. And it's almost like she felt like she was talking too much. 
because she started backing down on trying to share information with me without sharing it to the doctor, with the, without the doctor sharing with me first. But lo and behold, the blood clots were so bad that if I decided to, uh, if I had decided to leave the hospital at night, they wanted to do a police report because they were like, I could just get upset. So I could just get upset and scream at somebody and my life could have been taken. And now when I have issues with my breathing, I know the precautions because now I'm on blood clots because they can't find the cure. They can't find a reason for why it even started and they can't find a reason for how to make it go away. And so on three occasions, I have been off the pills and had to go back on and doing so they were like, you're at risk. So you have to be on um, blood thinners for the rest of your life. So when I go places and I see myself and I catch myself going up and down the steps, I catch myself with my breathing because I know once I start losing breath, there's a possibility that either my blood is clotting or, or something is happening with my body. And that's how we are. And I know that was a long story and testimony, but that's how we are in the body of Christ. When we start feeling like things are not going the way God is leading it for us to go and we want to go in our own way. When we decide that the way God has planned for our lives is not the plan that we want for our lives. When we start neglecting him and not fasting, not praying and reading the word of God, those are sure signs that you are losing breath. And the blood thinners help keeps me regulated. It helps make sure my blood is thin enough for me to continue to breathe without any problems. And your fasting and your praying and your reading your word and staying connected to Christ is what's gonna keep you, keep him allowing you to keep having breath in your body. And you can't neglect him and you can't neglect that. So you have to look at the signs. I have my own signs for when I feel like my blood clots may be an issue. You have signs when your issues with Christ are pulling you away from him. And you have to be mindful that just like God gave you breath, he could take it. So I'm going to continue to read it. Thank y'all for bearing with me this long. I do like being outside. Um, I won't say this will be the last time. Usually I am in a place where it's not so busy, but I wasn't aware of the time when I uh, did this. It's real it is pretty late where people getting off work and stuff like that. So I just thank you for staying with me and um, I'm about to wrap this up, but I do want to read a couple of more scriptures. It's Job 27, three and four. And it says, all the while my breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils. My lips shall not speak wickedness nor shall my tongue, nor my tongue utter deceit. And that's another way, you know, we always say, and I know it's scriptural. I just don't have the scripture available to uh, share at the moment, how we say, you know, our mouth, whatever we speak, it brings to life. That's exactly what it is when you're speaking deceit. But the only thing about it is when you're speaking evil and you're using your breath for the wrong thing, it might come back and hurt you and may come back and be used against you. So you have to be careful how you speak to people and how you move forward and how you handle people who may even do evil to you. There's been a situation that I recently had to just get come across and had to deal with where there were things going on with me, but I had to keep my mouth. There were things going on with me, but I couldn't fight the way I wanted to fight. 
and I had to make sure I wasn't being deceitful. I had to make sure I wasn't speaking in pettiness. I had to make sure I wasn't complaining like the children of Israel. I had to make sure that the breath that I was using to fight and to defend myself that I felt I needed to do to defend myself was the words that of are of Christ and to do spiritually and not to just to do to satisfy my flesh to get revenge of what was happening to me. So if you're speaking wickedness, you're destroying the from your lips, you're causing a loss of breath. You're breathing, you're gonna have breathing problems. They're gonna be breathing habits that you're not gonna be able to control. So if you're doing that, you may be doing that unknowingly. You may think it's innocent. You may think, oh, this just look funny and it's a joke and it just sounds funny to me. But you have to be careful because the breath that you're carrying and the life that you're living it was given to you to give back to Christ. So you can't be of your own way, especially in doing wickedness and speaking of deceit from your lips. Lastly, John 20 and 22, he gave us the ability to live forever with him. And John 20 and 22 says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And that's amazing. That is beautiful to know that his breath didn't just transcend from Adam until the cross, that is still carrying on and moving forward in our lives to this day. We carry the spirit of the Holy Ghost, we carry his breath because that Holy Spirit, it gives us power. It gives us strength. It cries out loud for us. It makes intercessions for us. It does everything that it needs to do. It's a one-stop shop. Everything we need from it, it provides everything we need if we use it. A lot of us, I don't think we understand how to use this Holy Spirit. I think we've been trained to pray and ask, and we've been trained to like, if we really want something fast for a couple of days, maybe not for the next four or five years, or two or three weeks, but it's got to be ongoing. It has to be just like waking up in the morning. That's how this connection with Christ has to be. It has to be a relationship that has to be connected with him to know that it's not just so I can live peaceful, peacefully in my mind. It's not just so I can fight the attacks of Satan. It's not just so I can have the blessings that I feel, I think I deserve on this earth. Our Holy Ghost power is to help us get to eternal life. It is for us to live forever. Yes, he said he would send his comforter, Jesus the Son, and he did, and God did that. And yes, God said he would, uh, he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he has been doing that if you are connected with him. And he said that greater things we can have, but those great things is going to come through the Holy Spirit helping us to get there. So when you think of his last breath, when you think of the topic of his last breath, it's not just because he rose from the dead. It's not just because he shed his blood. It's not just the resurrection. We are still with his Holy Spirit breathing the breath that he has put in the nostrils of man when he created us. And so you have to acknowledge that if the breath is that powerful to pull you up, to pull people up out of the grave, just imagine what it could do for you. I hope you were blessed by the words I shared. And again, I'm sorry, I just keep looking at my eye and it's like, it's, it's healing, it's getting better. But I pray, I pray that you just don't take my word for, for it. 
uh, anything that I shared here today that you go back and that you read it, uh, the scriptures, and, and get an understanding for yourself. You can always reach me at realtalkministry20 at gmail.com. I do have a radio station. It's called Real Talk Ministry Gospel Radio. It's on my website also. But if you have a testimony, if you have a business, if you have a church announcement, if you have a sermon that you would like to share, you can go to Real Talk Ministry Radio Connection and you can click on Radio Connection. It gives you instructions on what to do to upload your sermons and um, we'll play it on my radio station for free. So just continue to pray for me as I pray for you. And thank you for listening and God bless.